lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Hi, here we go. Letter rip, tater chip, it's Tuesday. It's like a reaction Tuesday. Did you watch the game last night? I bet you did. Glory, glory. Yep. Turn your mic on. Glory, glory for old Georgia. Sorry about that. I was playing a Georgia fight song on top of the the radio show music, so I'm sure for our listeners at home, it was like, what is this? Well, just hang on. I'll play it again. Georgia got it done. I'm about to tell you how they did it. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents all across the state, staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. All right, here it is. Glory, glory for old Stetson. You know, there was a decided Mississippi connection on the Georgia Bulldogs National Championship team, right? Stetson Bennett played a little football at Jones Junior College. I guess they're Jones College now. And then, of course, uh, N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker, he's from Horn Lake. Got to see him play in the uh, state championship game in 2000 and, hang on, December 2000 and what, 18? Yeah, in Hattiesburg. And his Horn Lake Eagles beat... Uh, John Rice Plumley and his Oak Grove team for the 6A state championship. Sure did. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, so you had a Mississippi. Oh, yeah, Matt Luke. Matt Luke's the offensive line coach at uh, Georgia now, also. 33 to 18. What are your thoughts after tuning into the game last night? Uh, seriously, what are your thoughts? I want to know. So, three different ways for you to be a part of the show, and I hope you will be today. First of all, you can comment on the live stream if you're watching on Facebook, Twitch. Twitter, however you're tuning in online. Hey to y'all. Feel free to just type in your comment. Hit comment. I'll see it right there. Aaron was the first to comment on Facebook, and look what he said. The walk-on outduels the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, he did. He didn't really... He didn't outgain him, but he won the game, and he didn't turn it over. More on that in a bit. So feel free to comment on the live stream, however you want to... Um, get in there is good. And then you can text me on the Country Please and text line, Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best sausage, hands down. It's not close, in my opinion. Check out countrypleasing.com. Go to Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence or just go down to Walmart and buy some. That's what I do a lot. I just finished off a package of jalapeno and cheddar. I'm finishing off another package of the Pepper Jack and Green Onion. Up next, Cajun. Mm-hmm. That's right. So text me on the country, please, and text line. Here's a number. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. 
Or call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. I know we had trouble with the uh, phone lines yesterday. Bill, as far as we know, phone lines working okay today? Yes, sir. They're good. All right. We're good to go. Says Cowboy Bill. So y'all call me. Again, that number, 601. There it is right there if you're watching. 995-1059. number, 995-1059. Give me a call. We'll talk about it. What did you think about it last night? Uh, Let me give you just a, a, a quick... Three-minute synopsis, and then I'm coming to your thoughts. And by the way, yes, uh, Brandon mentioned this on Twitter. Brandon, thanks. He said Todd Munkin was at Southern Miss as well. Yeah, that's right. Todd Munkin, the uh, offensive coordinator for Georgia last night in the ballgame. He was the former head coach at Southern Miss. So a lot of – yeah, quite a few Mississippi connections on that title team. But anyway, uh, here's how it happened. Number one. 140 yards rushing for Georgia, 30 for Alabama. Now, Robinson had 68 of the good, but with 43 yards in sacks, negative. There you go. So, number one, 140 rushing yards for Georgia, just 30 net for Alabama. There's number one. Number two, two turnovers for Alabama. Georgia committed one. And then, oh, by the way, okay, so points off of those turnovers. Um, Let's see, points off those turnovers. Georgia had seven points off the Alabama turnover, uh, That one of them, and then Georgia had six. So the first interception against Bryce Young, Georgia did not turn it into points, but obviously the last one went to the house, and it was the nail in the coffin. So the turnover differential was another big difference in the game. Um, you know, and then after you go one, two right there for me, uh, you know, some of the other things are less obvious. Um, so, so Georgia's defensive front was better against its opponent than Alabama's defensive front was against its opponent throughout the four quarters of the ball game. It was kind of close. And if you look, you know, Georgia winning that fourth quarter decidedly, you go 24th quarter points. Nobody saw that coming the way the earlier part of the game had gone. I mean, nobody, just nobody saw it coming. Georgia, you know, goes and, and outscores Alabama 27 to 9 in the second half. Nobody saw that coming the way the first half had gone. But I will say this too, and then I'm coming to your comments. Number one, I don't want to hear anything about Alabama injuries. I don't want to hear anything about who they were without. Okay? I talk all year long about this big Grand Canyon gap, which we do have in college football from the top couple of three teams to down here to everybody else. Well, down here with everybody else, you get an injury at your number one receiver, your number one, number two corner. It is significant because you don't have four and five star backups. You don't have four- and five-star third-stringers, but guess what? Alabama does. Okay? I don't want to hear anything about injuries for Alabama. Was the injury to the receiver in the early part of the game significant? Sure. Does it have an effect when you don't have certain players? Yeah. But here's the thing about it. When you recruit the way Alabama recruits, they are number one or number two every single year. Add them up. Does anybody in the country have more four- and five-star athletes and recruits on their roster than Alabama? No. Okay? So you can't recruit that way, and then in any scenario, come to me 
lamenting the fact that somebody got hurt and you had to play your what? Backups. Your four- and five-star backups. I don't want to hear it. Especially when the guy who beat you on the other side of the ball, the quarterback on the other side of the ball, didn't have a scholarship offer coming out of high school. <laughs> okay. I still want to hear it about the injury part. You can't, you can't, you cannot recruit the way Alabama recruits and ever use personnel, even at your second and third string spots, as an excuse for a loss. It won't hold up. And so, having said that, who is responsible for making sure that second and third string receivers for Alabama can catch the football? Right? Is it player? Is it coach? Is it 50-50? What is it? Because one of the biggest issues, and I think you could actually say, when I watch it, I know these are the things I gave you, but maybe the biggest reason Alabama lost that game is because guys could not catch the football. I'm telling you, and I'll show you on film. So if you want to argue, that's fine. That might actually be fun for radio today. Coming to your comments and your phone calls. But Bryce Young made a couple of throws in the second half of that game that were unbelievably accurate throws. There was one in the third quarter. Down there, what? That he throws it to a guy at about the five where the guy's got to catch that football. Yeah, the defender's right here, but he never got a hand on it and hits you in both. You got to catch that football at the four. You can't make a better throw under duress. You've been getting hit all night than Bryce Young did. That's third quarter. Flip it to the fourth quarter. He gets what? He finally gets the one-on-one he wants. He takes it to the outside and makes an absolute dime throw right here. And for whatever reason, we got a backup receiver that wants to put one hand on the football. You got to go make the play and catch the football. Do y'all remember several years ago when Alabama won a national title and Kevin Norwood, the receiver from the Mississippi Gulf Coast, was the big star in the game for Alabama? Y'all remember that game? Go back and watch those catches that he made. You want to win a game like that, what's Bryce Young supposed to do? He's playing one of the best defenses in the country. He's playing a front that's hitting him and pressuring him and collapsing a pocket. They're doing a better job than they did the first time you played him. And he still steps up in crucial situations when the game's in the balance and makes a perfect throw in a third quarter down there should be a scoring play. Makes a perfect throw in a fourth quarter should be a scoring play. Made a perfect throw in the end zone in the first quarter. Guy didn't catch the ball. Made another perfect throw later in the game in the end zone. Guy didn't catch the football. Catch the ball. So, to people saying, okay, well, Bryce Young got out-dueled in the game. Yeah? Go look at the catch that Pickens made for Stetson Bennett on that deep ball. Guy went and got the football, made the play, made the catch. Go look at a couple of those bobbling fight for the 50-50 ball those tight ends made down the stretch in that ball game, including on one of those scoring drives there after he had the fumble. Okay? A massive difference in the ball game was Georgia's pass catchers catching the ball. And Alabama's not. Well, Mechie's hurt. Well, we knew that. Well, Williams gets hurt, you know, a quarter into the ball game after he made the one big play. Yeah, I get it. You trying to tell me we're not supposed to have anybody else at Alabama? Ready to play who can step in and catch the ball when a quarterback hits him in the nose with it? There you go. Don't give me this excuse. Well, we had to play our depth. Okay, I'll take your depth. Give it to me. (laughs) Give it to them. Everybody wants the depth you have, Alabama. Don't use injuries. 
And don't, getting into your depth chart, use that as an excuse. Because for you, Alabama, it ain't an excuse. It is for a lot of other people. Because it's legit. It's not legit for you. Any Alabama fan, any person in the media who's going injury this, injury that, and if, ands, and buts would have been different had they not gotten hurt, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Stick your hand out and shake the hand of a Georgia Bulldog. Because nobody wants to hear your excuse. All right. Coming to your comments, coming to your text. Let's start on the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Lynn on line one. What's up, Lynn? How about it, Matt? Matt, wasn't that a great way to end the college football season? That, that was, was a heck of a game. Fight. It was a heck of a game. Best game of the year, I think. Oh, you know, we, Bennett played a great game, and we're all talking about the pros he made, but one of the most important plays he made all night, I think, Matt, was when he actually kept the snap. You know, he took the snap and he almost bombed it. He bombed uh-huh. it there under center at the goal line. If he drops that ball and they don't score right there, that changes everything. I thought that was a big play. But uh, yeah. I had a question for you, and it's, it's one that really it don't matter since they threw a pick six there at the end. But I was curious. When they scored that touchdown to go up by, what was it, uh, seven? Why don't you go for two right there? Okay. Um, and make it a two-score game. Okay, well. Pick six, didn't they go up? Well, see, I'm trying to remember. Okay, I'm try- let's look at the scoring because I'm, I'm, I may be off here. Um, so you're talking about, you're talking about Alabama? No, I'm talking, I'm actually talking about Georgia. They, okay. They kicked the field, they kicked an extra point, because it was up by seven. Okay. And they went, went up by eight. Right, so they go up by eight, right. which makes, yes. Okay, so, um. If you go for two there, you make it a two-score game. Right, and right. That's the that so, comfort of having a seven-point lead. It, it turned it out not better, but I said, if I could go for two right here. Yeah, all right, so it's fourth quarter. We're talking you're talking late fourth quarter. They were up 19-18 by one, scored the touchdown, the tight end takes it in, who's an unbelievable player, by the way. And you're right, that they were already up by one, so just scoring the touchdown put them up by seven. Kicking the extra point made it made them up by eight. So um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know with the history they had, I just sit there thinking the only way you're going to win is if you go for making yeah. a two-score. You know, the only I, thing I can I think, think of is is if I put if I try to get in their head, the only thing I can think of is, you know, the kick and the extra points more of an automatic. And if I can give myself an eight-point lead, I give myself with, with three and a half minutes left, I pretty much guarantee myself that the worst-case scenario would be overtime if they score. Because because if you, know, you see what I'm saying, if I go for two and get it, yeah, it's all good. But if I go for two and don't. They can score and go for two and beat they can me. Win with two. Yeah, they can win with two. I, yeah, they could. Yeah, so it's. I, it, I was just curious about that, but yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, and probably all, all that's all, on the chart that they've thought through before, you know. Yeah, all in all, though, I thought it was the best college football game of the year. Definitely the best one that I watched myself. Mm-hmm. It was a. It, it was not what anybody expected. We always talk about how it's just. And we knew basically the outcome of that game compared with the weekend of NFL football we just had. Just a great weekend of football. It, yeah. it really was. Yeah, you're and right. It's, it's refreshing. You're right. It, it was a, I'm going to keep listening to you. 
Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate it, man. Lynn, you nailed it there, too. Now, it was a fantastic weekend of football. It really was. After Sunday in the NFL, Saturday was fun, too. But after Sunday and then that last night, that was fantastic. Um, Will on Facebook says, Matt, I think we need to credit the Atlanta Braves for making this all possible by breaking the Georgia sports curse. <laughs> they poked through, huh? <laughs> they busted through the ceiling. All right, uh, let's jump over to the text line. Country please and text, country please and sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Uh, B-Dog 2, thanks for that link. I did see the interview with Stetson Bennett. Uh, how can you not pull for that guy? Really. He is such a neat story, and I've enjoyed you know, watching him and learning about his story. Jackson Mailman says, A reporter from Alabama, Ryan Fowler, got on the Chuck Oliver Show less than an hour ago and said Alabama got beat in a game because they were depleted as a team. Really? How can you be depleted with one of the deepest and most talented teams in the nation? Yeah, that's – um. and look, I really like Ryan a lot. Uh, as a person, I enjoy him, you know, the, the way he carries himself in media – and I do disagree with that. Um, I've made that really clear. And I think that's a deal where, you know, it's two different pr- ways to angle it. it. I mean, do injuries play a role? Yeah. I mean, if you had Mechie and Williams on the field, do they maybe catch one or two of those balls late? Yeah, sure. The problem is Alabama's about one of two schools who can never, ever use depth as an excuse when you comp- when they're competing in college football against everybody else. The rest of us can complain about depth. Legitimately. Not at all. You can't recruit the way Alabama recruits and come to me telling me that, you know, it was woe is us for having to play our backups. That's just an asinine point of view. Uh, unnamed texture says, Matt, I sure hope you didn't bet too much on that game. Let me tell you this. So I watched the game with the homecoming queen. She walked in here, um, and she was pulling hard for Georgia last night. She walked in there this morning, and she goes, Hey, hey, just a reminder, I I picked Georgia on the show. I was like, you did. You picked Georgia. Sure did. Deserves all the credit for that. (laughs) Nick says, It's nice to see Georgia join Mississippi State as 2021 national champs. Dogs win again. Yeah, it's kind of been a bulldog kind of year. Let's see what happens in basketball, right? Gonzaga. Is Gonzaga the Bulldogs? Make it all dogs. Let's see the Browns. They can't win the Super Bowl, can they? Anyway. Yeah, we should have tweeted at Georgia and said, come on in, boys. The water's fine, right? With a baseball throwback or something. Uh, uh, Denzel. On the white Denzel on the country, please. And text line says, Bama media making excuses for why they lost. Call it like it is. Georgia was the best team all year and was the better team all night. Also, when was the last time a Saban team gave up 20 points in a fourth quarter? Yeah, I know. And then uh, white Denzel, you saw where in the meeting at midfield after the game, he looked at Kirby Smart and said, you guys kicked our butts in the fourth quarter. You know, just he knows. Unnamed Texas says, thank you. Everybody plays... Uh, used to plays, you know, due to injuries. Yeah, you know, having to deal with injuries. Uh, everybody does. I mean, everybody does. Grumpy says, Matt, Grumpy enjoyed the Eli Golden team broadcast, was disappointed that it was only for the first half. Turned on 106.3 the second half, very happy 
Very happy for Stetson Bennett. Uh, Eli and team almost as good as Neil and his team. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Scott and Janet said uh, on Facebook, you are correct, Matt. Alabama's lack of depth is BS, rings hollow, and doesn't give Georgia all the credit they deserve. Uh, right. No. And I understand, you know, backup receivers are backup receivers for a reason. I'll say be starting. because Some of it's seniority, experience, some of it's other stuff. All those guys super-duper talented. Okay, but like in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, Couple of throws in the end zone, one early, one late. When Bryce Young puts the ball on you, you got to go catch a football. And he made Bryce Young go back again. We can watch the film. I'm I'm planning on doing one of these things where we draw it up. Despite all the troubles, third down stops, duress, he had a couple of big time throws from the pocket in that game one in the third quarter where he hits a guy right here with about a eight-inch window to fit the ball in, hits him in both hands down there at about the four. Guy drops a football. Come back fourth quarter, the go route up the sideline. The guy just throws up one hand nonchalant. Get off the ground, catch the ball, go get it. It's yours. It was a beautiful, perfect throw from Bryce Young. And those two things alone, let alone the drops in the end zone, would have totally transformed the game. Totally. Because for three quarters, Alabama just, it's like they were like the the bully on the playground who just held you out with one hand and you couldn't even reach him and he just held you there. That's what Alabama was doing to Georgia for three quarters. Go catch the football. I don't want to hear anything about Bryce Young did this, threw two picks, that. Bama couldn't run this, that. No, catch the ball. Find You're recruiting five stars. Find some five stars and catch the ball and you win that game. More of your comments, more of your text. Stick around. You love football. So does he. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Nobody breaks down quarterback play better than him. And he's right here, right now. Hi, back with you. Here we are in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Now, Keith says on Facebook, yeah, Keith, it's like this sometimes, isn't it? Keith says, what time are we eating crow today, Matt? Can we eat country pleasing with it? Well, here's what I'll say. If I have to eat crow, absolutely throw some country pleasing in there with it. What would be good with crow? Hmm, if you were to act, yeah, alligator and pork sausage, or I was thinking uh, more along the lines of some of that green onion flavor with some pork. I mean, with some crow in there, put it in there. I'll eat it. I'll eat that with one foot in the fire. Uh, Keith says, so glad Georgia beat them, though. I'll gladly eat crow with you today. I said Bama would win also. A lot of people did. I sure thought it. And I will uh, bring it up again. The homecoming queen went and got her hair cut. She just walked in the studio. It looks really good, by the way. Uh, and she's eating lunch, so she can't put the headset on right now. But um, she called Georgia and has reminded me of it about five times. Yep, there, if she's here, I promise. She doesn't, she's not on the headset, but she is here. So she gets credit for picking Georgia. Uh, Will, we were talking about when Georgia was up by one point and they scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter with three and a half minutes left. Put them ahead, 25 to 18, already up by seven before they go extra point or anything. They're already up by seven. Lynn called and go, well, 
Why wouldn't you go for two? Right, you're already up by seven. Why wouldn't you go for two and try to make it a nine-point game? Then it's two scores with three and a half minutes left. Will said because they can tie an eight-point lead, which is more sure. But if you go up seven, you leave the door open for Bama to win in regulation. And I think that's what we came back around to. And I bet that's on the chart for all these coaches that they look at. You go up seven late in the fourth quarter, three and a half minutes left. You kick the extra point, making an eight-point game where you guarantee yourself overtime. If they go and score in the last three minutes of the game, even if they go for two and pull it off, it's still only a tie and you're going to get to play some more. Um, As opposed to them being able to, you know, you're up seven, you go for two, you don't get it, they get the ball, they go score and go for two and get it and beat you, right? So you just protect yourself from getting beat in the last three and a half minutes by taking the safe route right there. And so, yeah. Joshua said Alabama's backups would be starting everywhere else. I think think I'm with you on that. Aaron said, if you're coaching defense, you put tapes of Georgia on the screen. Those kids give more relentless effort than anybody they play against. They wanted it more. Man, how about that kid scene? What was he, number 16, 17, 18, 19, something like that? Played defensive back, linebacker safety, last name Scene, C-I-N-E. I mean, you talk about impressive. It's not often that you watch a game that Alabama plays in and a guy on the other defense is the most impressive defender you watch all night. That was the case last night. And still, Will Anderson for Alabama is phenomenal. If, if one team had 11 Will Andersons, nobody would ever cross the 50-yard line. That scene was unbelievable. Uh, some more on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Paul says, Matt, I just thought Young had to play like he did in the SEC championship game, and he did not. From the opening flip of the coin, Georgia just had a different look in their eyes. I didn't see that same look in Alabama. Paul says, Dean, N'Kobe Dean, really led that defense. In the end, they both were the best two teams. Great college football game. Yeah. You know, here's a question that's just for whatever. Those two teams right there play each other five times. What's their records? Which one wins three? And, and don't let recency bias slip in there either. Uh, Rebel Ghost Rider, Matt Luke, has a national championship. He sure does. Coaching that offensive line. And a big part of the recruiting efforts also. Uh, for sure. Wally says, I couldn't get over how physical the game was last night. Both teams came to play and no one backed down from it. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling y'all. Go back and watch it. I'm about to come to the phone. Go back and watch it. I th- what was it? Was it Georgia's first possession of the game? Remember when Stetson Bennett ran the ball, he got tackled, and goes head first, getting hit from behind, goes head first down into the turf. So much so that it made a mark on his helmet. And I remember watching it going, that could be a concussion. Because you never know. But anytime somebody's got the ball and their head hits the turf, it could be a concussion. You get up woozy, whatever, maybe play it off. And what happened on the very next play? Delay of game. And he's looking at the sideline like, wondering, and they're like, timeout, we didn't get timeout in time. And they're going, you got to watch it. I'm telling you, after running that ball that time, he didn't know where he was. Been there. 
You can play it off really well. Get lined up, look fine, nobody give no indication, and in your head you're going cuckoo, cuckoo, you know, little cuckoo clock going off. For and it takes a little bit to shake it the cobwebs out, <laughs> delay a game on the next play. <laughs> it was a physical. It was a really good game. I mean, it really was. Georgia was more interested in running the ball than Alabama. But because of Bryce Young, you want to throw it. But you're without these receivers. And I'm telling you, go watch the film. Bryce Young made the throws to win the game. And they didn't catch the football. All right, Joey on line one of the Divinity phone. Thanks for calling. Joey, what's up? Hey, Matt. Man, Georgia did want it more. And I, at no point in the game, thought Alabama was going to win, even when they had the lead. I just felt like that they kind of controlled the, the pace and tempo of that entire game. I mean, there was a few spots that Alabama did what they wanted to. But I never thought they were getting away from Georgia. And I heard somebody say yesterday that someone's going to want to give Mark Rick credit, some credit for what happened, and that he in no way has any part in this. And I can't think of anything more preposterous. Sure he does. Sure he does. Georgia was a dumpster fire when he got there. They hadn't won in a long time. He upped the recruiting. He upped the desire to win. He made them want a Kirby Smart. He made them want what they just got. He rem- he re- he was so close a couple of times, and I think you get uh, lost two games and still play for a national championship. I think Georgia was the hottest team in the country. That, but you know, to say he had nothing to do with it, that that's kind of like there's a a car pushed at the top of the hill and a hundred people got it up there, that's kind of like saying the first ten people they pushed had nothing to do with it. Oh, well, they didn't get that car up there. The last ten did. No, he 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 he, he put his foot on the accelerator. Kirby Smart came in and drove a little harder. Um, but it's, it's a lot easier to recruit from 12 or 15 to one and two from 40 to one or two. Good point. Is it not? Man? Yeah, no, that's a good point right there because I, I was thinking that as you were talking, Joey, that you know recruiting is the big thing for Kirby Smart in Georgia. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, a scheme or some program. Yeah, he spent his whole career coaching for Nick Saban at all these different stops, and so he's been around, you know, a winning type of culture. So all those things factor in. But really what's taking Georgia to the next level beyond what Mark Rick did is recruiting. Um, They never stacked up the four- and five-star players, the numbers of them, on their roster under Mark Rick the way they have under Kirby Smart since the day he got there. Now, say what you want about it, um, but that's the biggest difference right there is the level that Rick in that program for years put quarterbacks and running backs, and all kinds of players in the NFL. But still, they didn't recruit anywhere near the level consistently of what Kirby Smart has done. Well, and, and things could change a bit. I, hey, as a Florida fan, I, I want to be the most wrong about Billy Napier. Nothing would make me happier if he came back and just laughed in my face 
said, Joey, I told you. So I'd be like, man, that's the greatest I told you so ever. <laughs> so if that were see how he because uh, maybe Napier can get in there and recruit like crazy. Maybe Florida State starts easing back up. We'll see what happens. But but that was an amazing, amazing win. And I don't even make all the excuses. Alabama make all the excuses they want to. Georgia dealt with injuries all year, too. It's a long season. They had key players not 100% out of the game, probably equal on that field. The officiating was terrible both ways. I don't know where they found those guys. They need to be demoted to, like, 1A high school football relearn how to do it. And uh, so all things were equal, and and Georgia punched Alabama in the mouth, and and they couldn't stop the bleed. It's just that simple. Appreciate it, Joey. Thank you for the call. Uh, The Stetson Bennett ruled fumble just before he went on a tear and went four for four on his his next four. He went four straight completions, including two touchdowns. Just before that, when he they ruled a fumble, Alabama recovered it, gave him the ball, and they scored everything. That fumble was not a fumble. And you watch it, I watch it, everybody watch it. And when a quarterback's raising, he's being hit, and he's raising his arm to throw the ball... That's what he's trying to do. And then the ball goes 10 to 12 yards forward. Don't tell me all this stuff about, well, it started to rattle out of his hand. It was not a fumble. That was the only one I disagreed with really adamantly during the course of the ballgame. But he forevermore made up for it right after that. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Show. The guy who, if he's not talking sports, hey, he's fishing for bass, okay? But he's right here right now. All right, back with you. It is a Tuesday, but it kind of feels like a reaction Monday just because we're reacting to that national title game from last night, Georgia over Bama, 33-18 the final. I was just taking a look at a couple of things. Uh, Stetson Bennett, 224 yards passing. Bryce Young, 369, a big difference there. Stetson Bennett, 65% on 26 attempts. Bryce Young, 61% on 57 attempts. Bama outgained Georgia in the game, total yards. But Georgia had a huge advantage in the running game. They rushed for 140, including White, who went for 84 and a touchdown. Cook goes for 77. So, I mean, that was just like in terms of what the two teams were able to do. And Georgia just exploding in that fourth quarter like they did. But I, I can't, I just can't get away from the fact that Bryce Young and the offense generated what they I th- felt like needed to to win the game at multiple spots at multiple different times during the game. And then he made the throws and a couple of them in really tight spots that were perfect. I and mean, they just didn't catch the ball. Alabama did not have guys catch the ball. With us now in the Bureau of the Homecoming Queen. Hello. Hi. Congrats on picking Georgia. 
Well, I won't rub it in your face, but. Well, you did this morning. Well, yeah. I guess you have to. Yeah, I have to. You were, just, you were wrong. You're not often wrong, I have to admit. So <laughs> I like rich. it. I like it when you're wrong every once in a while. <laughs> rich from Morville said, Crow never tasted so good. There you go. So it's like we feel like we're picking Alabama because we feel like they're going to win. But it's not like we want them to win. <laughs> we're not picking because we want them to win. I know. You know, one way or the other there. Uh, you feel like you come out to the good. Either your pick works out or, you know, you're... They lose. It was a great game, though. You have to admit. Yeah, it was. It was a great game. Now you stayed up and watched all the hoopla at the end, right? Of course. How was that? You did not. Mm-mm. I thought it was great. I loved it. The trophy presentation, all the players up there getting interviewed. It was fantastic. It was a good celebration. I can't help but fall in love with that quarterback and his story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have what to. What a cool story. You have to admit. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's a pretty great story yeah, to, come, yeah. to come out as the winner and you're playing the Heisman winner. Well, I mean, come and, on. Uh, you know, and to me, the resiliency to go out there and do what he did after making the mistake, you know. And, of course, like I said, I, I didn't think it was a fumble. They ruled it a fumble, however. Well, I think that he needs ball. to thank them for ruling it a, thump, a fumble. Fumble. A fumble, fumble, fumble. Because they fired him up. Fired him up. He, uh, he went four for his last four and two touchdowns mixed in there. And that, that first touchdown drive in the fourth quarter where he takes them down, there was one that was bobbled by the tight end. He caught it. But then the um, you know, the, the long throw was a really heads-up deal that every quarterback wants to do. Every quarterback is going to expect to learn how to do, but it's just hard to pull it off because you don't see everything all the time. And that is they've jumped off. So this is real time. That's all happening in milliseconds. That's what you were saying last night. And they jump into the neutral zone. You snap the ball. You've got them. So the flag comes out for offsides. You know you have a free play. One of the best in the NFL at this is Dak. He's always drawing people offsides, getting a free play out of it, take the shot down the field, and that way if it doesn't work out, you still got the ball. But you don't always see the flag. You don't always have time to see and know for sure. It's just a heads-up deal. You sort of sense it. I've got a free play. And that's what he did on the long throw and the touchdown. And there's a 50-50 very tough catch that a Georgia receiver made. So I just feel like in all the conversation in this game of things people are talking about, what they are not talking about enough is the difference in Georgia pass catchers and receivers catching the ball versus Alabama's not catching it. And people go, well, those are backups for Alabama. I don't care. Those backups would be starting anywhere else. Everywhere else. (laughs) That's exactly right. Let's see. Let's take a phone call on line one. Rooster hanging on today on the Divinity phone. What's up, Rooster? I just called to gloat. <laughs> you know, I, I, not only did I think Georgia would win, I told you how they would win. I told you they would knock Alabama's block off. That's what they did. They hit harder, particularly the fourth quarter. But the sad thing is it just proves that the air raid doesn't work. They threw the ball 60 times. They look like Mississippi State. You can't do that. You got to mix it up. They had no ground attack, obviously. And, you know, sad to say, he's probably going to be 0-9. So what's that? That's Leach against Alabama, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. If he goes through next year and loses all three of those teams, those are primarily recruiting uh, opponents. I think I would have to dismiss him and say air raid ain't going to work. I mean, 0-9? Oh 
That's what it looks like. Well, and you know, that's an interesting point, too, about Alabama last night, Rooster. Okay, so like we said earlier, they came out of the game with net 30 yards rushing, but that was negative 43 yards in sacks. Okay, so look at the running back. Just look at the running back. Don't pay attention to sacks. Robinson, the running back for Alabama, 22 carries, 68 yards, no touchdowns. That's three yards per carry. So, you know, getting down there and having to settle for field goals for Alabama in large part was because they get out on the goal line and couldn't run the ball in against Georgia's defense. They had to find ways to throw it. You had you had a drop pass by a tight end. It should have been a touchdown early in the game. You know, you had a miss throw later. So that's it in that particular game. Not being Bama yeah. getting down on the goal line and not being able to just hand it off and and bulldoze into the end zone was maybe the difference in the game also. Well, they're the better team, no question. And Bo Robinson's the best back on the field, no question. But last night, Georgia hit harder. Boy, they did. 50 passes didn't work. It sure didn't. And, and I don't think it's going to work in the It won't well, work in the SEC West. 57 passes. He went 35 of 57. No, Three. they threw more than that. You're not, you're not counting the times that he was sacked. That's a pass attempt. Well, you're right about that, yeah. So let's see. How many times was he sacked? Let's see. Um, seven. Seven. Okay, seven. so – so if it's seven, add that. I'm doing the math. So 64 times you're dropping back to throw the ball. Yeah, and it might be more than that. I'm not sure about how you count penalties, but uh, it was just two two pass happy. And it just, you know, I knew Georgia would play hard, but Alabama's still a better team, no question. They're the better team, but they weren't last night, and I didn't think no. they would be. I tell you, Georgia would be fired up. That uh, and you know, all I think when you play twice, you've got the advantage. When you lose, you have the advantage. Well, and that's another thing, Rooster. uh, There's a stat out there. They showed it last night during the game. Somebody brought it up that the here on the text line. This stat still holds up that in these type matchups, when they have had a rematch, the team that lost has come back and won the second one every time. Still holds true. Yeah. How about that? Statistics with it, but it was a great game and. I'm not disappointed that uh, Alabama string is broken. I mean, they're still in the West. And, you know, Georgia, I'm happy with that. So it was a great game. And obviously, the uh, only thing can top it now is KC and Dallas in the Super Bowl. Bring that on. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. God bless. God bless. Thanks for the call, Rooster. If we can get that, look, I'll be honest. That'd be a little tough. If we get the Chiefs versus. You that you're who you're for it'll be like wanting the chiefs to win. cheer for it'll be like wanting the chiefs to win the game but wanting dak to play really well <laughs> you will not be it'll able to be, pull against dak i don't i think don't that. know if i'll be able to no, do that you can't uh number 16 for georgia last night was unbelievable lewis seen defensive back lewis seen oh, yeah. c-i-n-e yeah. how about the guy from mississippi oh yeah 17 oh my gosh what a what a great kid mm-hmm he had four tackles, two solo, and a pass breakup. That's so exciting. In the game. What's wrong with your throat today? Why did you I don't know. Your throat? I'm a little under the weather. What? Yeah, I mean, I'm just not sinus, 100%. Sinus? Sinus. like sinus stuff. I'm not 100%. But I'm here, buddy. I promise you that. You're hey, here. Uh, more bullies on line two with about a minute left. Hey, more bully. What's up? What's going on? You tell All me. All right. Hey, man. Hypothetically, uh, when Saban retires, 
shouldn't the three top candidates be Kirby, Jimbo, and Hugh? Yeah, because they beat them. <laughs> I mean, the only three guys who could beat They've beaten him, right? Yeah. You, don't you want somebody that can beat him? And You know what Alabama you know, needs? Alabama needs somebody who the, – the first prerequisite of somebody replacing Nick Saban is somebody who has proven – that they can go out and recruit and stack the roster with four and five star players, and that's either that's, right. that's either Jimbo or Kirby, one or the other. Hey, since uh, since uh, Georgia QB went to Jones, can we claim him? Absolutely, we can. Mississippi. <laughs> okay, sure. cool. He's he's ours. All right. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good rest uh, of the week, man. You too. Appreciate the call. More bully. Can we claim him? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, let's claim him. He went to Jones. Yeah. He's a product of the community colleges of Mississippi. Yeah. My friend Caleb Hamill and I were texting back and forth this morning. Uh, and Caleb said, uh, his Caleb Hamill, his first yeah. ever play-by-play football gig on the radio as a broadcaster was Stetson Bennett's inaugural game at Jones no. Juco. I said, how'd he play? He said, for a freshman, pretty well. He had an interception bug every now and then, but he led Jones to a 10-2 and record with a Mississippi Bowl win in the end. That's great. And their only two losses were to Holmes in Game 2 and a five-point loss to East Mississippi Scuba in the state championship that year at Jones. Wow. That's pretty that? cool. Pretty cool. We'll claim him. i tell you what else is cool. we got the homecoming queen here. Hour 1's in the books. Hour 2 coming up. I'll give you a little announcement at the beginning of Hour 2. You don't want to miss that. And we'll get going. Stick around.